Let them eat cake. With Lady Red Velvet. Episode 2, Wonder Women. Welcome to Let Them Eat Cake with me, Lady Red Velvet. She ain't no lady, she's a beast. In today's podcast, we are going to be looking at the wonder women who influence me in my drag, in my comedy, in my shows. Uh, Every week I have a different show. Some of them are devoted to divas, divas of pop. And so far, I have done shows dedicated towards some of the most famous musical divas in the world, from Celine Dion to Cindy Lauper to Cher. Oh, snap out of it! Madonna, Lady Gaga, and the list goes on and on. And there are lots more I'd still like to explore through my drama, through my performing, through my drag. But today's show, I want to focus on who inspires me as a drag queen, as a drag character. Lady Red Velvet, as you can tell from my name, is a very comedy-style queen. She loves a bit of drama, she loves some music and performing, but she'll always come back to trying to make people to laugh. Uh, Trying is the operative word. Um, So I want you to go through and explain some of the women who I grew up with watching on TV or in cinema who really influenced me in what I do in drag. In a further episode, I'll look at the real-life women in my life as well because those have also influenced me. Um, But today we'll start off with people that I'm sure many of you have heard of. First of all, we have the one and only Dame Maggie Smith. Now, um, you might not think of her being a particularly drag icon, but when you look back at RuPaul's Drag Race with the Snatch Game by Ben de la Creme, oh my goodness, wow. Did she perform well as Dame Maggie Smith in Downton Abbey? I think there's something about Maggie Smith that so many people respect and enjoy watching. Every time she steps onto the stage or onto our screens, she becomes the characters uh, that she plays and she chooses them really well. From the snappy dowagers in Downton Abbey to um, um, Professor McGonagall in Harry Potter, through to Sister Act, the woman in the van. Her list of performances is endless, and each one is such a strong character. I suddenly look back at the TV I grew up watching, and Maggie Smith in Downton Abbey, I think, summarises so much of that. Of course, in British TV, we love a period drama. And I would sit on the sofa with my mum, especially, and we would watch all kinds of different um, shows from uh, Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice all the way through to um, Upstairs, Downstairs, 
to Monica the Glen, different shows that really encompassed what it was to be British, but also have this link to our history and our heritage. And I think Maggie Smith in Downton Abbey is actually such a wonderful character with so many snappy lines that I think drag queens can relate to because they are very shady. Oh my goodness, so many that just really make you howl with laughter or that if you were on the receiving end would cringe. But I also think they're done with very good sense of relationship as well. Um, For me, I find this word shade interesting because I think uh, drag queens and other people will use it and they will do a comment and go, oh, shade. Now, shade for me is a comment that is given when you have a relationship, a good relationship with someone else. So I think being shady is when you are taking the mickey out of somebody you know and could take it. I think if you take that out of context and you were to use those comments with somebody who you did not have a relationship with, I think it's just being bitchy and being a bit unkind. So I think there are people out there, and there are drag queens certainly, that will use this excuse of shade uh, when in fact they're just being unkind or being a bit of a bitch. Um, But I think shade in the right sense can be used so well, uh, rather like Maggie Smith uses when she plays the Dowager's Countess. Um, Two people that I have grown up with and just watched on TV and laughed so much are Victoria Wood and Julie Walters. Um, I think the pairing of the two of them were comedy gold. In the Victoria Wood TV shows, which are all on YouTube, uh, the writing was just amazing. When I create a show, uh, one of my off-Broadway mini-musicals, I will often semi-script it. I don't write everything down, um, but I do come up with a plot, I come up with the actions, I come up with all the key parts so it all makes sense. And what I love is that Victoria Wood's work often was scripted, but sometimes used this improv as well that I think was so quick and so clever, or that sometimes they would through their rehearsals changed the way they did things. Um, There's this airport sketch, which is just genius. I can't remember the title of it, but involving all these wonderful characters, all about ringing a bell uh, to get one of the airline's attention because the flight is delayed. And it's just genius, the way it revolves around this, this one scene, this one location. Um, And I think as a drag queen, if you're performing in a bar, you have to transform people and transport people maybe uh, and take them to this location that you have and make it something new. Um, One of the best, most simple sketches that is hilarious is with Julie Walters called Two Soups. Two Soups! And it's just a very clever sketch with very simple... um, idea of an old lady bringing two soups to a table very very slowly but boy does it work and boy is it a classic um another comedian 
uh, that makes me laugh so much, especially in recent years, is Miranda Hart. And the Miranda Hart show was just absolutely charming. Um, I think all of the winks and nods to the camera, this awareness of the audience and playing along with the audience is something I really relate to. I think as a drag queen, I enjoy making people feel comfortable and being part of the craziness. I don't like going along to a drag show where I feel I can't look at the drag queen, she'll pick on me, she'll roast me, she'll skin me alive. It makes me feel uncomfortable. And I think there are a lot of drag shows where the drag queen will act as if she's the bee's knees and actually be kind of unkind to her audience members or make them feel embarrassed. I like everyone to feel like they're in it together. This is all of us performing together. And of course, people might be singled out, but hopefully in a way that nobody ever feels upset or embarrassed. And I think that's what Miranda Hart would often do with these little nods to the camera, which of course was before Fleabag, um, which I think got a lot of credit actually for what Miranda Hart introduced. Um, so she has always been an icon to me and her physical comedy. One of the things that I often do is you will see in my dances in my show, I will trot around the room. Well, that comes from two places. One, Miranda Hart doing a little trot around. And another, because my sister, who I will talk about in another podcast, influenced me. Uh, She used to love to go horse riding. And there's something about horse riding that I always think is so funny and quite camp, really, especially pony camp with um, uh, that people go on to collect rosettes and so on. So I think Miranda Hart's physical comedy is something that's really good. And especially somebody like myself, who is not a dancer, uh, but likes to dance. I don't let it stop me. I don't let the constraints of my body, my uh, coordination stop me from having fun. And I think that's what's important. And I look at Miranda Hart and I think, yes, what you do is you use your body to make people laugh. You get stuck in chairs, you fall on the floor. All these simple aspects of comedy that people can't always get right, I think she nails. Um, A comedy pairing that I absolutely adore. And again, if you're British and you grew up when I was around, so I was born in 1978. And so the 1980s, 1990s is when I go back to watching all my core television programs, I think, that shaped me. And that's French and Saunders. Uh, Dawn French and Jennifer Saunders. Again, if you do not know who they are... um, Look them up on YouTube. There's so many shows, so many uh, comedy sketches, playing characters or being themselves. And I think that comedy pairing of the two of them was just gold. There's this one particular moment I remember more than anything else, and I've recreated it with a friend of mine, and that was when they played Madonna and Britney in the um, Me Against the Music um, music video. And again, something about the physical comedy, the way they take it both very seriously, uh, but of course done in a way that makes you just roll on the floor laughing is just 
wonderful. I recreated this with one of my favorite drag queens in the city, and that is Bambi. Um, Bambi is a wonderful friend and a fantastic person to work with and do shows with. We have the same sense of humor. And when we recreated Madonna and Britney, oh my goodness, we had the same energy. We looked at what French and Saunders did, and then of course transferred it to our own drag world and also the space we were in at La Federica where I do my shows. Um, Having somebody as a comedy partner is just so important. Someone to zing with. I think I look at um, Trixie Mattel and Katia from Drag Race and look at their comedy pairing and the way how quick they are. I just look and think, oh yeah, that's me and Miss Bambi. Another drag queen that I love working with is Paprika. Uh, she is an Italian drag queen, but living here in Barcelona. And again, the two of us have this energy and chemistry together that just is so special and it works. And again, having that where sometimes you can read somebody's mind. One of the funniest things I can remember in drag is we were doing a show similar, a mashup of Chicago and Cabaret and Paprika who rather like Bambi are both very glamorous beautiful uh, drag queens with amazing makeup skills amazing aesthetics um, one day Paprika flicked her hair and her wig fell off now instead of being mortified she carried on and what I did was that I managed to get a stick I think it was a walking stick ah, I think it was because we were doing like cabaret so it was like a cane and I put her wig on the end of it and pretended to mop the floor. Well, actually, I didn't pretend. I actually mopped the floor with it. Um, how she got that wig clean again, I do not know. But it's like one of the most hilarious, stupid things you've seen in your life. And the two of us were just like living for it. Um, so, And sometimes when things go wrong, that's when people enjoy it the most. Um, a few surprises to my comedy list, uh, maybe, of Wonder Women. Um, I would add Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher. Um, I think Carrie Fisher was just the most talented writer. And to listen to her, if you've ever listened to any of her podcasts or her books, reading her books, she was so intelligent. Her, uh, her wit was so dry. It was very entertaining. Um... What I liked about her also as a character is she brought that rebel, that strong voice to Princess Leia, which I think we hadn't seen much in cinema before. And growing up loving Star Wars, I just love to see this strong female lead. And of course, not only that, but you had the hair and the makeup um, and the, the, the costumes. Oh my goodness, if Princess Leia wasn't a drag queen, I don't know what was. Um, I have played Princess Leia in a few shows now and it just makes for such a good drag character with the hot cross bun hairdo. If you've seen the parody film Spaceballs, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, there's a lot of scope for sci-fi and drag. Um, unfortunately, I think in the LGBTQ 
community. Um, Sci-fi doesn't always um, go that well, but I don't think there's so many fans. But I think there is that core group of geeky gay fans that love Star Wars and sci-fi things. So I am lucky there. So when I do a sci-fi show, especially as a, a busty, beautiful Princess Leia, I think people really enjoy it. Um, my last person to go on my list, and it's been hard um, narrowing them all down for Wonder Women, would be Julie Andrews. Again, I think it's just one of the most wonderful characters. Um, she's got, an, of course, an amazing voice, but this presence uh, from stage that she carries across to the screen. And I think that's what I like that when I do a show, I often think of them as being these off-off-Broadway shows or these mini-musicals or these small films. What I picture in my head might be different from what other people picture, but I think if I try and create that vision, then I try and bring people along with me. And so characters like Mary Poppins or um, Maria Von Trapp are often featuring my shows, often with a little mashup as well, with some surprising songs uh, linked in with them. So you might get um, Maria Von Trapp morphing into a Madonna singing like a virgin or like a prayer. Um, and so when you've got these characters which you can like link together and bring out a new aspect of, I think I enjoy that very much indeed. I also love the Britishness of Julie Andrews. And of course, I throw that into my shows, even if I am performing in Spain. I will always try my best to perform in Spanglish. Um, we will have a podcast as soon in the future that looks at what it is like to try and perform in a second language, especially when you're not very good at it. So I will come back to that again. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this second episode entitled Wonder Women. Um, goodbye and thank you. And one last thing. Cállate puta.